Yes, it's that time of the week again. Monday, uh, at this time, we're joined every week by Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, our agony aunt to steer you through all your relationship problems and issues. As always, you can just email us at thehardshoulder at newstalk.com or text us at 53106 and we will anonymously read out your query on air. And we have such a letter now from Anne, not her real name. Dear Stephanie, my husband does shift work two weeks out of each month and when he does, he sleeps in the spare bedroom so as not to disturb me. However, I'm starting to resent the nights he now sleeps in our bed as I'm starting to appreciate the space and the quiet because he often snores. We're married 32 years, our kids are grown up. Would it be horrible of me to suggest turning the spare room into something a little more comfortable and regular for him? Thanks, says Anne. Now, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. uh, so it's obviously a durable relationship. Yes. This is not going to be... A deal breaker. uh, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So um, what's your advice to Anne? Well, I think it's, um, I mean, I can, you know, first of all, you can really understand that she has got used to sleeping alone. And of course, you know, there's no doubt that your depth of sleep and your, you know, improves so much when there's nobody else sort of turning and moving and going to the bathroom or anything like that. So there are pluses there and I can understand that. But I definitely would have reservations about it becoming a full long, you know, sort of an all the time, 100% thing. I mean, he's already working two, two weeks as I pick up out of the month. So I'm not sure, probably be well worth discussing it with him, of course, as well. I wonder how he feel, would feel about it. I think most, most people like to get their sleep, but they like the comfort of being together. And I think if you give up all of those sort of just simple opportunities, you know, for being together, and it's not just about the sexual, is it? It's, it's the absolute comfort of being close to somebody, you know, in sleep. And I think it's kind of very fundamental to marriage, very fundamental to relationships. Now, I'm not saying that it's a deal breaker or that it's going to wreck the marriage if you move into a spare room. But, I mean, clearly the Queen does it, apparently, and lots of very highfalutin people do it. But, in fact, a Sleep Foundation study, I think, and, I was going Prince to allude Philip, to that. Prince Philip and the I'm, Queen, they have separate... And where do the corgis sleep? Well, I, I don't know, perhaps with herself. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it's not as irregular as we might think. Like, there was a, a little study there um, on the sleep, from the Sleep Foundation. They said that one in four couples were sleeping in separate beds. And I must say, I was kind of surprised. Now, I didn't get an age profile, or there wasn't particularly an age profile around it. But, you know, the question is, would it affect your marriage? Um, perhaps not your marriage, if it's as durable as you say, as this has been. And they are married 32 years, their kids are grown up, you know. Also, I think as people... And they probably spent up to now sleeping together. together. Yes, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, aren't you really saying goodbye to something? Aren't you really ending something? It doesn't mean they'll never have sex again because Mm. they're not in the same bed. It's not like that. But I I would have thought the closeness is a part of it myself. Well, there's a couple of of issues because I I can speak to this because I used to get up before five in the morning and go to bed at half nine at night. And... Deirdre was was on a completely different time Clock. zone. Go to bed at eleven and sort of get up at seven. So, yeah. uh, and like the prospect of getting less than three hours sleep uh, on a regular basis, mm. you know, um, is just awful. Is just something that's non-negotiable. Yes. Marriage or no marriage, For because sure. especially you've got to work and work uh, sort of at a certain level. Good pitch. So. I would say the first thing about this is the actual logistics. Yeah. Uh, one. If you have a five-foot bed 
and you're actually quite tight for space. Whereas mm. in, in black stoops, we have almost a, a plus seven foot wide bed. Yeah. And it's like being in a sea. You, yes. you can actually, it's like sleep, sleeping separate. But if you get a bit of cold, you can kind of lean yeah, over in the together, bed. together, but you can and, be apart. The, but there's no bumping into each other yeah. because they're just, the, the bed is so, so a really wide bed in all circumstances is good. And not every, in a house, every apartment or, yeah. or, or house can have that. Yes. The other thing then is twin beds. You're yes. still in the same room. Right. Um, and you still have all the companionship issues, but you're not kind of upsetting each other. Or yes. if, if snoring is the issue, that would still be a problem. Yes, that's true. Well, so, uh, like logistics to me are important. It's important. No, and I completely accept that. And I think, um, and I think, for example, during the time of the shift work, I can really understand. Like this, this woman here is saying, you know, during that time he sleeps in the spare room. Obviously, to be sure he gets like your sleep, sleep pattern anyway will be problematic. You yes. know, in other words, like you oh, getting up at the uh, half hour, yeah, and then your 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 body clock on a Saturday, Sunday yes. continues to wake up continues before five. Do that, yeah. you know, so so yeah. like I really feel for people in shift work and yes. only unless you've done it yes. you know that you really you can't empathy, empathy empathize with yeah and I must say like I can see completely I, it's something I would do myself if I have to be up for a very early flight or you know up really early I want to be sure I'm going to get my eight hours I know I'll get my eight hours if I Go into a room in my own. Eight hours. I like. I yeah. work on the basis if I get five. That's. I'm an good. eight eight hours a night person. And, and 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 it's a healthy thing to do. Straight through. Right. Yeah. And yeah. what about your partner? Are they in eight hours? Well, yes, but not not as not not just in the same way. You know, would sleep. We inclined to go to sleep later, whereas I I like to go to sleep the moment. The right. moment I'm ready. Right. And then, you know, and I find it's just that disturbance. And that's what this lady is referring to. If you're disturbed constantly, there's a, you know, it's a real problem. And there's another problem, if I may say here. So there yes. are some good points. Let's talk about the good points. You know, let's just leave the jury out in terms of whether it's going to affect marriage in general or not. Okay. My own view would be, I don't think it's a brilliant idea. If you have to do it, that's a different matter. In other words, if you've got shift work, if you've got, as you say, the logistics, you've got to be up at the crack of dawn. an infant baby? Infant baby, get some sleep, get some sleep on board. And that's absolutely to be, you know, I think recommended. So there are good points. Your sleep will improve. You will wake feeling more refreshed and you're happier and you're not going to be as narky. I mean, nothing makes you more narky mm-hmm. than lack of sleep. And um, be it, as you say, in a young marriage or in an older marriage. Um, you know, it's not the end to sex just because you're not in the no, same bed. No, you can be a visitor. You can be a visitor. <laughs> I knew I didn't have to give you any hints or nods okay, on that. Yeah. You understood that yeah, point. Yeah. The other thing is, I think sometimes when people separate maybe in sleep like that, it kind of, you know, it, it makes you sort of, gives you that slight distance from your partner again. You know, so you kind of, a bit like when you've been away for a little bit, mm-hmm. you kind of look at them and value them a little bit differently. Is that a positive or a negative? I think it's a positive. Okay. I think it can be a positive that you look at them a little differently and think, well, you know, it is nice to be together. So by being apart, <laughs> I've you heard begin of promoting to... distance learning, but promoting distance <laughs> relationships, I'm a bit dubious I'm just about. Doing, gone, I'm yeah. just doing my best with it, Ivan. <laughs> but I mean, a bit of personal space can be good, and I suppose what I'm saying is it can remove some of the frustrations, and and then you find yourself maybe looking to the person and thinking, well, actually, I really do want. I don't want to be sleeping on my own all the time. You want to spend more time. I want to yeah. spend more time. Maybe just make it more quality. So there is, I think there is some value in, you know, it just not being utterly automatic and that by getting a small break away that you come back to each other sort of in a better from a better perspective, if you like. So I don't see anything wrong with that. But doing it 100% of the time, I think, is 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 dangerous. Um, the, I mean, there are some other things that are missing, I think, if you 
if you don't sleep together. There's a lot of kind of, um, isn't there a lot of down talk that happens in bed and in the morning. Good point. Pillow talk, yeah. Just pillow talk where you you just, uh, you know, you're sharing really your end of day. And also like, especially if you're you're busy people and you've both been out, there may be things, like I I find this at the weekends, Mm. wait till I tell you what happened on Tuesday and I forgot, and then she tells me things about the kids Mm. that I would never have known, but she said, well, I don't get time to talk to you all week. There is that element of, of that you do say right what happened or what yeah. do we need to catch up on a little bit uh, yes. of a tumbling out and you, you of might simple be more stuff. inclined to do that in pillow talk or in the morning before you get going again than yeah. you might on the sofa in the kitchen well I mean I know I alluded to it there at the beginning but I think there is a closeness you know a, a deep closeness and comfort in just simply being together it's it, you know and that's the, spooning well yes mm-hmm. cuddling or spooning yes, yes, or whatever yeah, yeah absolutely like yeah. there's a I mean it's we, we are social beings and um, and there is an intimacy. A huge natural intimacy about it that is comforting and that lets you go into a deeper sleep. I just think it's really okay, good. Well, ju- ju- just say there is an issue of something like snoring. Yes. And it really is. And like, let's be fair, uh, some people have apnea and different sort of, of pri- technical medical problems and so on. But... The person who's asleep doesn't realise they're snoring. And you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're happy. Deirdre, Deirdre, or I would say it's snoring. And I had to play back recordings to her. She was in denial of it. You know what I mean? And it was really irritating type of snore. And that kind of thing. And vice versa. So it, it's actually unintentional. Of course. And, and, and the person can only apologise for it. It's in their subconscious state. But yeah. say, how do you approach the issue? Say you just, I, I just cannot live with your snoring. Yeah. Um, how, how can you broach it without the person getting very offended? Well, um, well, I think there is no two ways about it. You have to approach it because as you say, it's not only you can't live with it, you can't sleep with it. I mean, I must say, I, I would have great difficulty sleeping with snoring. I would find it very, you know, constantly waking me up and I think that would definitely send me to the other room. You know, so I can, so I mean, this brings us back to all of this. You have to approach But is there a right way to broach it? Direct, I would oh. say. Very direct. You're snoring, I can't sleep. Right, Isn't but I'm, the... I'm asleep so I don't control my snoring. Oh, right. So, well, we would do it in a waking state. I think, uh, yeah, definitely. You, would, uh, you know, but you have to approach these things straight up. I mean, well, how... Well, who should get out of the bed and into the spare room? I think that's a, that would be a negotiation. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd like to be negotiating that with you. Like, I mean, like, is the snorer on the back foot? I think foot? the snorer is on the back foot. Yes, they are, aren't right, they? Right, right. Yeah. Um... But okay. also you probably find like some people like I have a I have a spare room and I actually love that room. It's a really lovely space and so I don't have any big deal about going to it if I need to. So it depends who's most comfortable where. But you do have to deal with those issues. And as you say, it's a big, that's a logistical point, you know, about it. Do you have to be up early? Do, do you, you have to, are you snoring? You know, are there things that you, makes you not able to sleep? For that reason, it's a good reason to move out of do, the bedroom do, do you for think a little this, bit. This is something that people are in denial about. In other words, they don't admit to the fact, you know, I'm particularly thinking of younger couples with infant babies or, you know, people admitting that Mm. they actually sleep apart, but they're still all loved up. They have a full sexual relationship and all Mm. that kind of thing. Is it something that's almost taboo? You think people are hiding it yes. slightly that they're doing it more than no, it's not more they, prevalent than people admit. To. Yes, and then then that people admit that yeah. they're doing it probably so. Well, certainly by the sounds of that. I mean, I was very surprised to hear that one in four couples were. You think it'd be more doing or less? So. Well, I thought it'd be much less. Did you? I think it'd be more, really? especially people thirty years married. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, th- I think at least be one in three, one in two of, if, of, of older people. Right, yeah. Well, I can understand if there's snoring issues or there's sleep apnea issues or if there's, there's you know, um, various other things, physical ailments that could come into play later. And I suppose I wasn't thinking of them as older couples. So, in a word, you're saying to Anne, uh, yes, sleep apart? I am saying, look, the man is the man is away already for two weeks every of the month and it would seem to me you see what has happened is and I can really understand that she has become very used to her own space now and in a way he, 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 his return is feeling like an intrusion and that's maybe not nice for her but it's also probably not nice for him and I would be inclined to say work with it a little bit and um, stay you know I wouldn't. Okay. I would not so it's, it's be a case of to say not listen, don't throw the baby out of the bathroom. Don't throw the husband out of the bed. <laughs> All right. About. All right. Well, uh, it is a sensitive topic, and I hope that advice from Stephanie Regan has been helpful to you. Uh, thank you, as thank always, you, Stephanie. Abby. And if you have a problem and you'd like Stephanie to help, no matter how intimate or. Uh, detailed it is we can preserve your anonymity just email us at thehardshoulder at newstalk.com or text us at 53106 thanks Stephanie